All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players podcast. It's episode 61, and it is fighting season in the NBA. Russell Westbrook is starting fights with everybody. It doesn't matter if you're on the other team, if you're the announcer, if you're a baby mama. Russell Westbrook is starting fights with you. It's the 13th year anniversary of Kobe dropping 81 on Jalen Rose. We get a little nostalgic. We talk about what we were doing and what we remember about that epic night. I'm going to drop a Dame Lillard stat that'll blow your fucking mind, people. Mike Conley and Mark Gasol are up for grabs in Memphis as of yesterday. I asked Drew if he thinks that either one of them will be a good fit on the Lakers. And Victor Oladipo, as of tonight, went down with a season-ending knee injury. What does that mean for the Indiana Pacers? Prayers up to you, Victor Oladipo. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, the NBA's number one podcast. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. We are on uh, iconic episode 61, as I like to say. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone is iconic to me, Drew. Yeah, each one. Each one is iconic. Each one is increasingly more iconic. Uh, we are recording right now, January 23rd. Yeah. What is this, Wednesday evening? Happy Wednesday. January 22nd, Drew, I want to bring this up before we talk about episode 61. All right. January 22nd, 2006, do you know what happened that night? Kobe. Kobe. Happened that night. 81. Yeah. It's been a It's been a few years. Yeah. But um, do you remember where you were? I was watching at home. You watched that game at home? I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday. I could be wrong, but I remember watching the game at my house. So, 06, I was in high school. That would have been my junior year. And I just, I was just watching the game. It was like a normal game. And then all of a sudden, the second half happened. I mean, I've rewatched that game probably close to 10 times. I've never watched it again. Yeah, after the first time. Well, I didn't even get to watch it. It's a funny story because I asked that question on our on our on our Instagram page and my boy Alex Tima, I know he listens to the show. Shout out to Tima. He's like he's Armenian, so I'm gonna do it in his Armenian voice. He's like, Bro, you came into the gym. It was Blair High School, South Pasadena. Yeah. <laughs> How's my Armenian it, voice? It needs a little work. It needs it needs some fine tuning. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop it. Okay, I'll don't stop do it. Armenian don't do it anymore. Voice. But uh that's when we had I had a two way pager. 
at that point. Oh shit! I was that guy with the two way. Is that is that the uh, what you call those ones? The Skytail. No, so hold on a second. Oh six, I remember having the um, sidekick. The sidekick. Well, kick. yeah, I had many sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, had yeah. a few of those. I had the Mr. Cartoon sidekick. My shit was limited. Dude, Mr. Cartoon. Do you remember? Shout you, out to the tattoo artist. That, and I, I got the limited one. I went through. I think it was something like thirty six sidekicks. Wow. I went through thirty six. It was even. It, it was in the thirties, definitely. Holy shit. And that was wild because the sidekick, like you had to buy this adapter that went into your auxiliary. Uh, to take pictures. It was like this little square thing oh, that you funny. put in. I remember that shit. That shit was wild. It was hard to take a picture back in the day. It was dude. so cool, though. It was, because you can get pictures and you could send them. You I know what I mean? Make the whole keyboard aspect. Yeah. And, yeah. But I had that. I had the Skytail pager, so I was getting updates. I was waiting for the next game. You wait, um, and Alex Tima came on our page and was like, yo, bro, I remember like, like it was yesterday. Uh-huh. You screamed in the middle. It was like the first quarter of the game that he was playing. I'm like, yo, Kobe's got 64. And he's all the whole gym shut up. Yeah. And uh, what an iconic night. What a crazy night. Well, right? what I remember mostly about that night is that we needed him to score those points. I mean, once it got to the end of the fourth, like we had a nice lead. But the whole game, the Raptors were competitive. And Kobe was just scoring, scoring, scoring. And I think at halftime, he had like a big number at halftime. But it was like in the 30s. Really? But it, it wasn't like he didn't have like 58 points at halftime. Mm-hmm. It was all second half scoring. And then, of course, you know, when he got, I think when he got to, you know, 64, 70 points, I was just like, this is unbelievable. How many points can he go for? How many points is he going to get? And, yeah, the final final result was 81 points. And Jalen got a, uh, the, the brunt of it. Uh, the brunt but of just that barely. Hit. I mean, he I was I mean, Mo Pete got a bunch on it. I mean, yeah. It didn't were, matter, They were bro. rotating everybody Right, it didn't him. matter. No. And did you see the, the Sports Nation commercial today with Jalen? That was hilarious. Did you nah. see? Oh, I tried to post it on our page, but they ripped it down. Oh, yeah, uh, sure, It was sure. their content. Sure, sure. But Jalen's walking in, like, this bar, right? And he's looking at his phone. All he hears is, hey, Jalen! And, and and Jalen goes, oh, no. And it's Kobe it's sitting Kobe. at this table, right? Yeah. And Kobe's at the table. And he's like, hey, Kobe, how's retirement? Kobe's like, everything's good. And then the waiter comes. And he's like, Mr. Brian, do you want something to drink? He's like, yeah, I'll have a vodka martini with 81 olives. And he stares, <laughs> he stares at Jalen. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is great, oh, bro. Oh, shit. It was a great commercial. Oh, but, that's really cool. You know, it's just something that, again, we, we, this is why we miss Kobe, bro. 81 points. Uh, somebody asked today on our page, is somebody going to do it again? And I said, yeah, it's, it might be done this season. You know what I mean? As we speak right now, James Harden has 43 points in the third quarter at Madison Square Garden. We'll fill you in on that as this goes. Yeah. Um, but, yes, do you think it's going to happen again? Do you think 100 is going to happen again? I don't I don't see 100 really ever happening again. Uh, but, I mean, what was it, three or two years ago? Devin Booker scored 70. So, yeah, I, 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 I do think that somebody will get 80. 80, 81, 82, something and like that. And his last name will probably be Thompson, Curry, or Harden, most likely, or Durant. I don't think so. I don't. I, you know, yeah, James Harden has a possibility of it. But it just it's just one of those things where I, I don't see Steph doing it because, if you know, especially on this team, because when they go up by 30 points, they, yeah, they, it's pull a wrap. they pull them. And he's not the guy that's like, yo, I'm going to stay in and do this. Right. No. And yeah, so I, it, there is, we've talked about it. I, I think, you know, maybe 10 episodes now, the idea of like the player being like, yo, let me, let me go do this. Yes. These moments are fleeting and being able to put your name on that, you know, 60 plus point list is rare. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, players are young. Like Booker is young. We accept, we, you know, we expect him to maybe venture into that area again, but 
you're not guaranteed that. No. You know, there's only so many times you're going to be on fire. Unless your name's James Harden. Right. right well, now. that's the thing. And I, I think the reason, the reason mostly why I think that he won't get to that number is because the game slows down with him. He'll score all the points. But there's just not enough possessions for him to dance around for 18 seconds. Um, you know, he's got to be quicker than that. The craziest Harden stat I heard this week um, was he cannot play the rest of the games. He can he cannot oh, play the yeah. next 35 games, yeah. not score another single point, and he'd average 19 points a game at the end of the season, which would be more points than anybody on the, on the Rockets. Rockets are averaging right yeah. now. That is wild. People think about that. Let that sink in. He doesn't have to score another point the rest of the season and he'd be averaging almost as much as Tobias Harris for yeah, the whole season. Right. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Guys make it Derek Rose is at tw- is right yeah, around there. Right. But anyways, I wanted to get that Kobe stat out of the way because it's a great stat. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it's one of my one of my greatest memories. Well I did that for you, Drew. I did that Thank for you, you and, and the Laker nice. fans that actually listen to us. But bottom line is this it is episode sixty one, Drew. Who's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Fill me in. Yeah, we have we have a couple things here. So uh, there have been two players that have actually worn the number 61 in the history of the NBA both played for the Cincinnati Royals in consecutive years so we have uh, I, I don't know how to say this man's name it's it's B-E-V-O so Bevo Bevo or, or Bevo I like Bevo better I think it's I mean sure we'll go with Bevo okay so Bevo Nordman 1962 okay. war number 61 Bevo and Dave Pinatek 1960, DP. 1963 Cincinnati Royals wore the number 61. That's it. That must have been like that. They only had those numbers on that team. So it's like, yo, I, I think it was Bevo, more. You're getting 61. Right. I think it was more along the lines of like how football has designated numbers for specific positions right. that you play. So like centers were 50 and above, you know, guards were one through 20 and then wings were 20 through 50. I think that's kind of how it worked out. And so you kind of had to choose if you were a guard, a wing or a center, you had to choose from that allotment. I don't like so, either of those, Drew. Yeah, so um, I went to you know number sixty one. In the past, people have been drafted sixty first overall, but it's you know it's not a big deal. Uh, looked at nineteen sixty one NBA draft. Nobody of real significant merit was drafted in nineteen sixty one. Really? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure that when I looked at the list, there was nobody that was like, oh, I know that person. Right. So I mean, I didn't you know I didn't want to spend three hours on it, but. I did venture into the 1961 NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the St. Louis Hawks. In 61, that was the fourth time in a row that those two teams met in the Finals. Granted, there was only nine teams in this era. And Bill Russell was the MVP of that, who averaged uh, 17.6 points per game and a whopping 28.8 rebounds. <laughs> Per game. 17 and 28. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think this is the Bill Russell episode. I'm down with that. And yeah. we just did a post on Bill Russell. I do maybe. think, though, I w- I, maybe I could, maybe we can make a Kobe's episode. I know we've already had a Kobe episode. We've had a what, Kobe because it's this week? Because it's 81. It was yesterday. I like Bill Russell. It's okay. I would have been nice. That, so one of our followers, yeah. uh, thank, first of all, thank you for everybody that's listening to the show and actually uh, engaging with us on our ideas. One person hit us up and said, you know, maybe you should do 61 win teams. Like, talk about that team, whoever won 61 games. You know what I mean? You got to share these thoughts with me. I know. I actually just just didn't. I thought thought maybe you would have done it. Well, there was only so many things that I was trying to look up, but that's a good one. I I ventured into, like, 60-point scoring, but Mm -hmm. then there's so many episodes in in right. in you know this this run of sixty that we're going to all right have, so you know so. this is going to be the toss up episode it's either going to be Bill Russell or Kobe I'm down for either one of them 
You know, we, we've already dedicated an episode to Kobe okay. Bryant. I, as much as I love Kobe, 81 will live forever. It will. And we will hit 81, the 81st episode. That's the We're thing. We're going to need something. I think yeah, we'll, we'll save it for that episode. <laughs> All right. Bill this Russell, Bill this Russell. one's for you, buddy. It is what it is. A lot of shit happened in the NBA this week, Drew. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about something that happened like as we speak. I'm getting my alerts from my, Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Oladipo has gone down. Yeah. Uh, uh, stretchered out. I haven't seen it. I don't know what it looks like. I don't want to see it. I've Neither had knee I. injuries. Oladipo's been taken off the court, and it looks like it's season-ending uh, knee surgery. And we kind of want to send our prayers out because we love Victor Oladipo. Yeah, he just man. came back from being hurt. Yeah. And knee injuries are just the fucking worst, bro. And most likely, it's probably ACL. Yep. Um, the good thing about it is if it is the ACL, uh, it's, it's it's different now. It's a quicker bro. turnaround. Yeah, it ain't like it used to be in my right. pops' days. My pops has a full full scar from 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 hip to fucking ankle. Yeah. You know, mine. I've had two, and mine is just a dot. You know. Right. And I did a cadaver. I did the allograph, as they said. Right, where you and took we, someone else's joint. Yeah, and I just made sure. I said, tell the doctor, yo, I just need a young African-American like athlete. If you can, and then do the other one. Can we do two for one? Don't give me Let's, just two for one. Just do not give me an old man, okay? Right. I just, can I get an athlete? Right. You know what I mean? We're in L.A. Yeah. So that's I just asked for it. And what's crazy is... um. I had a 40, 40 inch vertical when I came back. Yeah, but only off, the left leg. <laughs> only off the left leg. The right leg, it wasn't so high. <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't know who's who's I got at me, people, but I'm still playing basketball. But anyways, there it is. Uh, Oladipo, we're sorry because we I had the Pacers up there, and it's obviously the season's over uh, for them. Probably. I mean, they got some good fillers. They were able to like you know ride the wave uh, of the team. They they do have a good team, right? But you're absolutely right. Like uh, their best player is him. And now the, everything changes. Now it should be hashtag tank for Zion. I think that's. A, a, oh man, that's. Well, I mean, that's a tough way for them to have to do like an about face. Uh, but no, for real, prayers up for for Victor Oladipo. And, and you know, you never you never like seeing that shit. So. Nah. Uh, some other shit that happened this week. Luca, our boy Luca, got his uh, triple double. Yeah. Second youngest player ever. That's right. Uh, he he had eighteen, eleven, and ten. Luca's been impressing us all season. I'm, I'm shoving Luca knowledge down a lot of people's throats because a lot of people told me, "Oh no, Trey Young's Trey Young's way better than him." Like, yep, so many people were wrong. They were so wrong, and Atlanta's so wrong. Atlanta's kicking themselves in the ass every oh, single yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've talked a lot at extent with about Trey and Luca, um, but it's it's pretty obvious. Luca had a funny thing today too. I don't know if you saw. I posted okay. on our page. He tweets out a picture of him and uh, Dirk, Dirk. I did, see and this. he's like, "Yo, me and." at Swish 41 are going to be in the dunk contest this year yep. because, you know, Dirk. And I said, yo, they got a combined vert of 12. 12 inches. Um, but Dirk can still dunk with that Dirk vert. can still dunk, and yep. Luca can still dunk. Luca is just nice, Drew. Yeah. The dude is nice. He's very, very good. Um, there's been a couple moves this week, that he's and he played really bad against the Clippers last night. I was a little disappointed. But anyways, he had his first triple-double, or mm -hmm. the, youngest, the, the second youngest ever to get a triple-double. Drew, do you know who the first is to ever have the – I do. I know this. Do you think our list – Listeners know who do you think our listeners would say LeBron? You think they say LeBron or I think Kobe? Most people would would default go with LeBron, probably the youngest, and he was for a long time. LeBron was LeBron was the because youngest I would player think for of a long like, time. You think of Andrew Bynum, you think of Jermaine O'Neal, you think of okay, they might have been able to do it. Uh, 
LeBron, yeah, you Kobe. Think of, yeah, you think of some some players that could have done it mm-hmm. coming out like Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even Devin Booker, you know, these guys that were really young when they came in the NBA. But I, I do. I know I know all of the – I know the, the entire. So you know who it is? So what if you're wrong? It was LeBron James to begin with. Right. Uh, LeBron was like 20 years and like, I don't know, 15 days or some, right. some shit, like 20, 26 days. Then last season – this is the reason that I know this is because last season Lonzo Ball took the crown and was the youngest player ever to record a triple-double. Okay. And then at the very end of last season, <laughs> Markel Fultz. He did it. Who is the youngest player to ever have achieved a triple-double. 19 years, 317 days. And he did it on the very last day of the season last year. Get your buckets, Markel. So, yeah, Markel Fultz, the youngest player ever. Luca the second. Lonzo, the third. Lonzo the third. That sounds like Lonzo the third. That sounds like his, his third child. My name is Lonzo the third. That's right. And then uh, Bron bringing it up in, in fourth. Uh, speaking of Bron, also I was really pissed off because last week we recorded our episode and then this night it happened. Mm. But Kyrie came to his senses and Kyrie oh. brought up the not came to his senses, but he was very open about calling LeBron James and apologizing. Right. And I kind of want to get into this a little bit. Okay. Because I, I, I want to talk about how, like, this is how the media, we really can't believe everything in the media. Like, they tried to make this such a LeBron Kyrie thing. These people hate each other. Back they, when they, back when Kyrie just asked when for Kyrie the trade. wanted out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we really realized that, like, Kyrie just wanted to spread his wings and be his own player. And I get it. He won, they won the chip, you know, they got one and he wanted to move on. And he thought it was going to be way easier transitioning without LeBron. And now he's dealing with a bunch of young players like LeBron was dealing with in Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown and just uh, the whole the Hayward's a young player yeah. still too. And they've been frustrated. It's been obvious. Kyrie was very yeah. outspoken about it. Yeah. And it came to a boiling point. And then he just basically said, I called LeBron and apologized to him because he didn't know how hard it was for LeBron to have to deal with him and everybody else. Right. Well, I, you know, you, I, you I, said I, you had a different take on I, this. I, I like that he called LeBron and uh, like they had a conversation. I think that's cool. But the idea there is that he is on the same level as LeBron, and that's just not the case. It isn't the case. He's on a, that team. You don't think he's, he's? I think Kyrie Kyrie Irving is definitely one of the top ten basketball players on the planet. But. He isn't a leader in the sense that like you don't he's, think you don't think Kyrie's a leader not on, on not, Boston not who's the leader then not on the not on the same level as LeBron was for his teams so I think you know when it comes to leadership he should be the leader on the team and I think they look to him for leadership but I don't think he fills that role because of this kind of a statement. Like, this is a really backwards way to try and motivate your team. Like, imagine being Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and all these other guys, hearing him say that to some reporter, that he had to call LeBron and apologize because this is a fucking ragtag group okay, of people. Get, like, that's a fucked up thing to say. I don't think he, he was saying it was... I totally get it. Now I get what you're saying yeah. with that. I think it's something that Kyrie didn't have to say to the media, but Absolutely I think we not. really liked it. But what I'm saying is, back to the first comment that I was saying, is... I think Kyrie and LeBron talk. I think they're homies. I think they've been homies. You know what I mean? There's never been any like crazy shit talking or beef or anything like that. I think the media blew a lot of shit up. Um, They obviously have each other's phone numbers and they can have the conversation. Yeah. I get what you're saying about that. So if I'm Tatum... And what the he, fuck is that? Yeah, but Tatum's also a 20-year-old basketball player. Kyrie's got a chip. I think... But the other side of this... What? Is that 
they almost they were fucking like what was it like one quarter away from making the NBA finals last year without Gordon Hayward and without this leader Kyrie Irving who's going to show them how to do it because he was on a team with LeBron and won a ring like get the fuck out of here okay. like they did it last year bro and you were sitting there doing nothing like yeah I understand that you had a screw loose in your knee which is fucking crazy. And that's something you have to address. Right. But at the same time, it's not like these guys went – they only had 18 wins last year. Okay. I get, I get what you're saying. I get right. it. All right. I don't agree with you. But. It's just not – it's non-motivational in that aspect. Like the difference between the way that Kobe would say that, in my opinion, would he would say something like that to your face in the locker he room. He wouldn't say it to the media. He wouldn't, it wouldn't say it to up. the media. Right. He would address you right. in that moment. Like, so, here's what we have to do as a team because I'm the leader and this is what I think. So this opens floodgates for me, though. Yeah. Because all I'm seeing right now is now, as far as the fan goes or the media goes, the bridge is open. The bridge between Kyrie and LeBron is open. Kyrie is going to be... So you're, you're, you're saying like he wants to go back and I'm play with LeBron? I'm saying you only go... Kyrie is a very smart intelligent, well-spoken young man. And I think everything he said, now Laker fans should sit back and be like, okay, well, maybe these guys can coexist. You know what I mean? Maybe Kyrie's looking at this Boston team and being like, I don't think we have enough to do it, even which is crazy because they do. Sure. Um, I, I don't necessarily see that being the case. You don't think uh, you, you, you can't see Kyrie in L.A.? No. Really? Really. You'd see him in New York over L.A.? Yep. Even if the bridge is, 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 I just think I think he's crossed that bridge, and I, it's not the bridge isn't burned or anything like that. They, you're absolutely right. They don't hate each other. I don't think there's very much dislike even between them. Kyrie made a decision for his career, and I think for him to turn around at this point, like two years and run later, back to LeBron, that would just be the weirdest look ever. And I don't ever, I just, I don't see that as as well. People happening. Like to, people like to talk about the market though, and the L.A. market with LeBron right now yeah. will be hot. I just think that there could be a possibility. And if there is any inkling, and if I'm magic, I just saw that they have a relationship and whatnot now, or it's, it's, uh, they can coexist. I'm at least going to try. You feel me? Uh, and now yeah. with these assets, magic's, magic's not afraid to tamper. We know that 100%. Magic will get in there and tamper it up 100%. And now that we know that Ingram's probably the, 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 the loose fitting puzzle piece to the Lakers right now. And he's he I, I I think he doesn't fit with the team right now. I think Ingram is your best bargaining chip right now. Lonzo was until he got hurt, but I think Ingram is on the trading block right now. And I want to know yeah. as well. A they Laker came fan, out. They came out and said that the only three are like who was it? it was like Hart, Mo Wagner, yeah, Wagner, and like Zubach. Yeah, that makes no sense. Those are the only three that are tradable. Yeah, who are you gonna get for that? The rest of them are not tradable. So. It's clear that we're still identifying Brandon as as a you know someone we want to keep on the franchise, and I'm not opposed to that. Like there is a lot of there's a lot of uh, people that are getting on this like Brandon Ingram isn't good enough thing like you're talking about, and I can see it. I see it. I'm not saying he's not good enough. I just don't think he's the best fit right here. Well, I guess maybe he's not reaching his potential would be a better better way to to, okay. to put it. And I think a lot of people are on that train right now. They're all on the well Ingram's should be better at this stage. You know, we all thought he could be some version of Kevin Durant um you know with his own flair and stuff and and I you know I, I think it's still so he's still so young right. like you got to give this I mean yes he's been in the league for like three years now but you know and and ideally he'll be at a better position than he is right now but yeah when it comes down to it I've always known and I think every Laker fan has always known that uh Brandon Ingram Kyle Kuzma Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart are all assets that for the right player are expendable 
right? The only one that's not expendable on this team when it, when it's actually said and done is LeBron James. Agreed. Uh, and you and you when you bring on LeBron, that is pretty much well known. I mean, you just look at his former teams. Everyone was expendable at some point or another, minus Dwayne Wade and, and Chris Bosh. So. But the Lakers don't have time. We don't have time to watch, you know, to sit around another right. two years for Ingram. They want to win right now. Yeah. So I'm going to propose a question for you. Okay. The Memphis Grizzlies came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And said that we are going to now entertain offers for Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mike Conley, probably the most under, one of the most underrated guards in the league, but one of the most overpaid players in the league. Yeah. Too. He's a very good vet. He's very, very guard. good. Very good. So player. is Mark Gasol. Yeah. Um. So I. But they both. I mean. Conley has a has a contract that's basically untouchable. A lot of teams won't touch it. Yeah. But what do you think about LeBron? Think think if the Lakers made a move for Conley, right? Made a move mm-hmm. for Conley. Uh, he would love having a vet NBA guard, a vet guard as his point guard. Mm-hmm. Conley is a great team player. I think Conley would be a great fit. Do you I think, think if you if you had to give up Lonzo right now, if you're going to make the push, you'd yeah. I know you don't think you're going to win the title this year. I get it. Yeah. But what do you think about that? I no, that's an interesting thought. I um I I don't see us having both Lonzo and Rondo on our franchise and then looking at Conley and going like, "Well, that's something we should entertain." Cuz you're absolutely right. His contract is astronomical. It is crazy. He w- he at one point was the highest paid player yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, that lasted for like 30 days. So, uh next year he's getting 30.5. Yeah. 2020 he's getting 32.5. 2021 he's getting 34.5 so it's a lot of cake it's kind of like it's not as much as the john wall contract but along those lines absolutely and conley hasn't been the healthiest player forever well that's an understatement right because he's been injured pretty much since he signed that contract except for this year you're right i really do like mike conley i think i think you're right i think when he's healthy he's definitely underrated and you know his success with the grizzlies when he was healthy and mark was healthy was pretty was pretty solid uh, I do think LeBron and him would play well together, but I don't think you look at our squad with the real big players that we're looking at bringing in, like Anthony Davis, uh, Clay Thompson, you know, people of that stature. And you don't you don't want to risk that possibility by bringing on someone like Conley and then taking on that big that big contract. I don't I don't see that happening. I don't think it's I I don't want it to happen. Right. You know, I'd be actually kind of more interested in Marcus Saul in a trade from Marcus Saul than I would be Conley because I think he and LeBron would play really well together because you can, they, if they run a pick and roll, Gasol can pick and pop. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's great at passing. So we can run our cutting scheme off of him. He has a player um, option next year. He makes he 24 this year. And then he's at a player option next could year. Be 25 a, could be a free agent, but that's the going rate for big men right, right. now. I mean, and again, all of that is so, so beyond like we, we are looking for Anthony Davis. Yeah. We are looking for Clay Thompson. Right. You know, heaven forbid Kevin Durant and LeBron end up having dinner and a wine together. You know, I know the Lakers would love to have Kevin Durant as as small a possibility as I think That's that, pretty far that fetched is. at this point. Same thing with Kawhi. But I mean, I for instance, I would like Jimmy Butler more than I would like Conley or Gasol. You know, even an older Jimmy Butler, he's still in that same age age range of Conley and Gasol. I would prefer him to those players because when it comes you down to you think you to got it, a chance at Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone I think anyone talk about that. I think anyone who's going to give Jimmy Butler the money that uh-huh. he's asking for has a chance right. at signing Jimmy Butler. So the Hawks have a fucking chance. That's what I think. <laughs> but I do want to talk about kind of the state of the Lakers right now because yeah, you just mentioned Lonzo went down with a pretty gruesome ankle injury. He's he's out 6 weeks probably. 
Uh, Rondo is looking actually to come back finally with his hand problem. He's practicing, right? Yeah, he's ready for full contact. We mm-hmm. think he'll be back uh, tomorrow, actually. And LeBron is supposedly going to be back in maybe a day or seven him, days. Or, I think they're rushing. Oh, him, man, bro. they pumped they pump the brakes hard on this. They, it was two weeks, like six weeks ago. I don't, I don't know either. Here, here's my whole point, right? Because you touched on the idea that I don't think the Lakers will win a championship this year. I wholeheartedly believe that. I, I don't see that happening. We're, we're significantly worse than even the Denver Nuggets are, and we saw what the Warriors did to that team. We're not even in the realm of the Golden State Warriors. So if there is even any kind of inkling that LeBron is carrying on his injury, you you mentioned rushing. I don't want to rush him back. I almost want him to take this fucking year off. Hashtag tank for Zion? Sure. Okay. Why not? It doesn't even have to be in those terms. Uh, I, just I don't really want, I don't push want that us hashtag. to lose. I don't want us to. Yeah, I do. I love it. <laughs> I don't want us to lose games on purpose for no reason. But what I don't also want to do is reaggravate this injury, and then it becomes a longer term thing for LeBron. Because as I've been saying since day one, LeBron signed a five year deal. I want him healthy and being able to play for as long of that deal as possible. Because it's not this year that matters. It's next year and the and the year after. These next two years are the years where it's time to put the pedal to the metal, all that nonsense, all those analogies, and buy as many top talented players as we possibly can and organize them in a way to try and compete against the Golden State Warriors and win a championship. Yeah, but the Golden State Warriors might not be the same next year. Well, Maybe that's the thing. A whole this is, it's, it's, everything's changing you know, constantly. Every, every you think you got a shot at Clay, even though he said he wants to be a warrior for life? I absolutely think Do you we think him dropping Clay. 50 the other night in LA had something to do with it? Uh, yeah, he dropped 44, I think, and hit 10 threes in a row, which is this an NBA This fucking record. guy. Um, what, what, are, what are these dudes on? Yeah, Clay's, you, Clay's unbelievable. Un- unbelievable, bro. I do think we have a, a real shot at, at Clay Thompson. Um, as much as he and his father seem to be downplaying that, like Clay, they won, have to. Clay, exactly. It's the perfect move. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I always go back to the entire surprise that I woke up. It was on my birthday. I was down in San Diego. My birthday is on July first, and I wake up to Jeff Compton screaming because the Warriors just signed Kevin Durant. <laughs> And I was just, my mind was fucking right, blown. Like where did that come How from? The, I had all the different possibilities in my head right. for where he was going to go, the least of them was the war. Right. So since Snake. then, since then, since that moment, I can't rule out anything. I'm with and you. And I'm hoping against all, against all hope. That Clay Thompson becomes a warrior and is just fooling oh, these a Laker. Mu- yeah, sorry, becomes yes. a Laker and is just fooling all these people. Uh, he might be, and that's what I want. LeBron had the weirdest smile on his face after Clay hit like his ninth three in a row. They panned to LeBron and he was just like had this goofy, like maniacal smile. On yeah, his because face. that shit doesn't happen, bro. These guys are right, on a whole but it's also level. like it's also like He's LeBron. Like, yeah, that'll is, look good next year, right he here. Looked, he th- he fits in the stadium beautifully. <laughs> so you think that can happen? That that could be a possibility. I, I'm, yeah, it's a it's a small chance, but I think we got a shot. The Lakers always have a shot. Okay. Uh, Damian Lillard this week. Yeah. I have a crazy stat about him. Mm. Lillard's so underrated, too, by the way. We never talk about Dame. Right. We really don't. Yeah. And we should talk more about him. He's, guy's, ama- he's a fucking killer. That's someone I would love on the Lakers. Uh, he would be amazing. The, our, our fucking laundry list is so yeah, far. You have a long, yeah, you have a long one. You guys always think you're going to get somebody, no matter well, what. Well, we will. That's the thing. Yo, check this we out. Got LeBron James. When Lillard goes to the bench, Portland has the second worst offense in the NBA. Yeah. When Lillard is on the floor, they have the number one offense in the NBA. That is wild if you really think about that, dude. It shows his impact. It, 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 and it's it's crazy. 
Uh, so they should never. He should. He has to play every. You got to play every se- single minute. Sorry, Dame. They, we just got the numbers in. Uh, you're not coming out. <laughs> you can't. You can't come not, out, bro. We, you can come out for for five seconds before the quarter ends. Isn't that wild? If you think about that, though. Uh, yeah. I I'm not shocked necessarily by that. I am. I'm, that but, shit's shocked. No, but the hell because out of he me. runs their shit. I mean, he runs their offense. Like when he goes out, it's, he's it's so good. CJ's that, team. That's what I'm saying, though. Like if that's not yeah. an MVP stat. That yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah. an MVP stat, bro. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, you're the second worst team when this man's not playing, and you're the best team when he's playing? He's clearly the most valuable player. You are player the most valuable on that player. Team for sure. Um, speaking of Portland, there was beef. Yeah. There was beef last night, bro. Our boy Nurkic, who we talked about oh, yesterday. God, God, yeah. Hey, Russell's been getting in some beef with a lot of people, though. Yeah, Joel like, Embiid. Joel Embiid and him, who have, they've had beef for a minute. Right. Um, going back to last year with the stare down when Embiid dunked on his ass. Mm-hmm. And then after they won. Westbrook stared his ass down walking yep. down the court, and right. Embiid laughed it off. Yeah, and they w- like waved at yes, him. Yes, and Embiid is, a, the, the is the number one troll in the NBA. He's the best. We know this. Yeah. Uh, but then Russ and Nurkic get into it. Yeah. And we discussed on the last podcast, Nurkic comes from uh, a family of goons. He's he's the goon squad. Yeah. His pop's a 6'9", 450-pound Bosnian cop. That legend states he beat 12 men at once. Yeah. You got to see this man. So they get in the beef. They get in beef, and after the game, Russell Westbrook's like, you know, I don't, I don't even want to talk about that clown under his breath. Mm-hmm. And it went out on Twitter, and then Nurkic hits him back with, "Why not, Westbrook? Yeah, I'm like, yes, the dude, yes, bro, troll, Nurkic, troll. And Nurkic has some daggers. He does. And this is the thing: like when your dad is six nine, four hundred and fifty pounds, who are you going to be scared of? He's not. You're not. He should be scared of nobody. No man. Uh, and his father beat up twelve people in one fight. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure he can hold his own against Russell Westbrook. You know, <laughs> that was crazy though. Crazy Westbrook, and then and then Russell uh, the game before against Philly, uh, Russell kind of hezied or he lost the ball. He lost the ball. Right. Like he, it looked like he was getting ready to go up. So Embiid mm-hmm. jumped, right? And then the ball slipped out of his hands, and Russ stayed on the floor, and Embiid right. just cleared him out because he had left. I mean, once a big man like that leaves the ground, there's Isn't only. The- you know, it's There's just only gra- one way, bro. It's and that's just, down. It's gravity after that, you know. And Embiid literally couldn't do anything. It's not like he could just stop and land. Right. And Russ got all butthurt about it. Well, he faked the injury first, crawled like for around a long the, time. Yeah, crawled around on the floor. Yeah, and then pops up. Seriously, and try, and try like like super. I get it. Like aggro. That he it, it's a seven foot man. That, that pretty much cleared him out. I mean, it was, and they have history, so he right. thinks no matter what, it's it a was, hard foul. It, but it, you can all you have to do is look at it once, and right. you can see that there was no intent he, to hurt him. And then they asked him after the game. Right. The quote of the week was, "So are you, you know, yeah, are you guys cool?" And he said, "Fuck, Fuck no, yeah, <laughs> no, we ain't cool." Which is crazy because they'll see each other All Star Weekend. You know, that's another yeah, thing. Yeah, like, well, they'll be on opposite. Oh, they might be on the same. They team. might be. They on the could same be. Team. They could be on the same team. And I think. Honestly, ninety percent of what Embiid says is bullshit. I think Russell is very serious about everything that he says. Yeah, I think Embiid. I like Embiid because he kind of has the same quality I have. I like to really push buttons sometimes. Okay, and you can do them in the most subtle ways, and that's Embiid. Even Embiid eating a hamburger on the sideline while he's getting stretched while other players are it's one of the greatest out, pregame rituals it's ever. Just, yeah, fuck. I'm not even tripping on you right now. I'm gonna eat a cheeseburger before I play you and drop forty points. And, and yeah. we're looking at probably the most the most gifted offensive center we've seen in a long time, bro. Yeah, it's and, uh, yeah. Tim and Jokic are are really really top top offensive players in that in that position. Another thing that happened this week, Melo uh, got traded to his seventeenth team of the season. Jesus, man. Um, 
You so, know what's crazy is I this whole time, right? All this trade news is swirling around Melo going to the Bulls. Dude, I thought the Rockets waived him. A, a long time. I didn't know he was still on the roster. Apparently, right? he was still on this team. Did they just tell him not to show up yeah, to the games? Yeah, yes. What a fucking... What? So so when I when I, re- I went back and I was reading the articles about when D'Antoni came out and said, uh, you know, we we are Carmelo Anthony and the Houston Rockets are going to part ways. Right. Where and and apparently I didn't you know I just read the hi, the you know the first paragraph when it first came out I was like oh okay they're gonna wave him and someone will pick him up and then this whole time even you and I were like who the fuck's gonna pick up Melo yeah. nobody's making a move dude he was on the team he's this, still on the team the whole time do you think they took his parking pass or something bro like what do you do because he's been working out at, yeah. at Lifetime Fitness in New York City no they definitely leased that 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 is that, that the same shit they did with Jr Smith. Like is J.R. Smith? J.R. Smith is still on the Cavs. Yeah, but did they tell him the same thing? Like you don't have to show up to to I, team events anymore. I think so. And then and then what the fuck happened? It was bro? almost like you don't even have to. It was like don't. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> Stop showing <dog>. up. <laughs> and they and the, for who they traded him for? Cash and some and I don't even know. Uh, yeah, John Diebler, that's former Ohio State okay, player. Uh, I don't even know that. And he then was, Chicago's going to yeah. buy him out, and so now there's again back to the Lakers. Well, so now we can actually get to the point where Melo is a free agent again, right. where he can be picked up by teams, and it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, you know, I, I've we've talked about this. You know, when when this was all going down, when he was initially, you know, rumored to sign with the Rockets about all the different places he could go. I think Milwaukee would be interesting. Be great for him. I think uh, New Orleans would be interesting. I think Portland would be interesting. Um, I do think LeBron is going to make a push to get. They're going to make a push, but they on the they, they don't want to get rid of a roster spot. The thing is, is right. like if somebody goes, they they got thirteen spots. They don't want to give up one of their players right now to make room for Melo. Right, but I, I think we have at least two guys on on two way deals. So as long as they play forty one games in the NBA. Uh, they can play the rest in the G League. G League, go down there and, and make I, room for Melo. I think that's a there's a way there to make a roster spot available for and Melo. Melo's gonna know that he's not starting on this team. I think the one person that can actually drill that into his head is LeBron. Like you're most likely not starting on this team. You gotta accept the fact you've been traded three times this year, bro. Four times what was it OKC, Atlanta? Well, it was uh, yeah, OKC, Houston, Chicago. And now that's four teams. But it was year. a free agent. I think it was a free agent uh, signing once he left uh, OKC. Fuck, either way, it's his fourth team right now. Yeah. No, yeah, because he, he got traded to Atlanta, then they bought him out, and then it was a free agent signing for Houston. Right. But, yes, yeah, four teams in the course of a half a season. So you have to, like, as much as you want to say you are who you are and these players aren't going to understand, I'm sorry, but the last two months have probably been really humbling for, for Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yeah. And I think there is, he still has some in the tank. I've always been Team Melo. I want to get off of this subject because we, I, we don't know where he's going to yeah, go. We'll, we'll, he we'll, can bring we'll, value to any team, I think. And we're definitely going to stay on it, obviously. We're going to be on it. If he gets picked up somewhere, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely bring it up. I got a question for you. Okay. Because I had, I heard this yesterday and I got, I was jumping for joy. Uh, since you talked about the Cl- uh, Lakers, want to bring something up with the Clippers, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the one thing I'm talking about about a big man? Or sorry, what's the one thing I think we're lacking as a team? Uh, is it a big so man? It's a big man, Drew. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there goes that surprise. <laughs> God damn. I'm guessing big man. It's it is it is a big man, Drew. Uh, I just don't think Gortat's bringing to the table what we need. Boban's fun. For four minutes, yeah. Um, Boban's Montrez like a is too small. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just brought up Jonathan Motley, who played great. Yes, I like he's, him. He's going to be good. I think him and 
Trez playing together, maybe. Like, I really like this guy. But Orlando's Vukovic has been up for grabs yes, all sir. season. And he's a guy I really like. Great player. And supposedly, and this is this would be a USC no product. He would love to be a Clipper. Right? Yeah. And I would love him. Yeah. He's 20, 26 or he's 29. He's one of those. I should figure out. I think he's probably closer to 29. 29. Uh, $12 million a year. Anyways. On the table was Jerome Robinson, Marcin Gortat, and the second and a second round pick for Vukovic. Done deal. Fucking all lock, day, right? Yeah, yes. Sign the so, fucking who, contract. Who, yeah, who's whose pen do I sign with? And I th- right? Yeah. Okay, and that would be that huge for the even, Clippers. That shouldn't even be a consideration. Agreed. Yeah, go ahead. And Gortat is his uh, back home. Yeah, his his glory. You days, got roots. Glory days in mm-hmm. Orlando. He probably still has a condo there. Those I'm, things are dirt cheap. I'm not hating on Gortat. It's just not – he's not a great fit. We need something a little – we need more scoring in the post. And you, you needed someone that was a little younger. Yes. Like, I, it, Father Time really kind of slapped him across the face yes. this season. Like, uh, or maybe it was last year. I, don't, I we, said the know. best thing he does is set picks, which is great, but we can find somebody else to set picks. Vucevic can, sets pretty good picks. <laughs> so you would, you would do that in a heartbeat Holy just like shit, me. Holy shit, yes. yes. I would do that. Yes. No problem. Not even a question. No, yeah. Uh, good to go. Last night, some more beef. I forgot about this beef. D. Booker yeah. and, and Tang chased each other into the locker room last night. That was soft. To, super soft. The whole play was soft. Did I want to know what went? was said, though. Because right. obviously they separated. Yeah. Then something kept... They were talking Yes. After. So the play is... Jang? Uh, Jang? Dang? Gang. Gorgie Jang? I think it's Jang. Okay. Dang? Gang. Gorgie <laughs> gets the rebound and right. kind of clears out pivots... And his and the balls above like his head. Like a big man's supposed to balls do. Balls above his head. Right. His elbows are out, and catches Booker right on the face. Now, it wasn't. I don't think it was a dirty play. There was no flagrant foul called. I don't see it being as intentional. But it was a offensive foul, which they called. They called the foul on Dang on Jang Jang Jiggity Jang Dang. And then you know apparently what happened was Booker was talking to Jang because Jang was talking to the refs, saying that's not a foul. Like I'm in my position. This is right. what I can do. And then from there. Clearly, words were said uh, that we we will never will never actually be able to to well, take it out. Then then Jang yeah uh, pointed to the locker room and Booker was about that. He said, "Okay, let's go." Right. And and Jang Dang ran to the locker room. Booker tried to go to the locker room. Security was pulling him back. It's Nothing just, happened. And then the funny thing was they right. interviewed Dang Dang after the game. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh man, I was just trying to exchange jerseys." Yeah, with just, him. that's what we that's were talking so about. Crazy. I want that jersey. <laughs> so you want my jersey? I know that it is. <laughs> so this this brings me back. To the days where uh, a tunnel fight was actually a was, possibility. It was a year ago. Uh, Not no, even but, that long ago. No, but like an actual fight right. in the tunnel. Doug Christie. Rick Fox. Rick Fox, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Sacramento Kings Lakers. That was back when the NBA was stupid enough to uh, usher players out the same direction. Yeah. In the Sacramento Kings arena. And Doug Christie like waited. He, he just did. like waited in the lurking. Was it over his wife or was it over? Uh, well, she was some crazy. shit happened on the court, and then I'm sure some other stuff happened that you know really. You've kind heard of stories ignited. of Christie's I, relationship with his wife. I have. I have. That shit was wild. Pretty, in, pretty interesting. She, I heard. And Rick Fox is a pretty man. You yes. Know? Vanessa yeah. Williams, Rick, former former wife. Rick, uh, Rick Fox is probably uh, one of the greatest NBA stickmen. I'd be assuming. I would imagine that his list is yeah, underrated. Underrated stickman. Rick Fox. Rappaport, I mean, put that in. I mean, also, when you when you look about it, at his role um, with Ray Allen. He got game. He got game. Yeah, just tagging two, two white bras. And then just, just yeah, we got a big smile on his yeah. face, just talking, knows all the white girls' names in the, in the, uh, at the lunch spot. And Rick spot. Fox was like 30 when that movie was going. And he, looked, was, he, looked, he didn't look <laughs> that much older than a senior. You know what I mean? Hey, but I heard stories about Christy, like, she had to come on the team bus. 
I heard she had to get Doug, Doug's wife. Yes. Yeah. And I forget her name right now, but uh, uh, you yeah. guys can all Google Mrs. this right Christie. now. Mrs. Christie. Yeah. Uh, she used to yeah. have to ride on the bus. She had to have tickets, home court tickets that would could see the bench from her seats, like like indirect oh. with her man. Oh, uh, I've heard a lot of crazy shit about Interesting. that, and I I don't think it's fake. I don't think that's fake. Well, news. who would make that up? No, no. And we anyway, don't talk about Doug Christie much. I miss the the actual yeah. threat yeah. of a fight happening. There was no fucking chance right. in the world that by going off the court in opposite direction they were going to somehow. Yeah, how funny would it be if if Booker went left and Gorgie went left and they just ran around in circles trying to find each other and they just never <laughs> the ended up. The they're just sprinting around. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Yeah, but we have the week before where where Iman is yeah. waiting for Nurkic, another one, you right. know, waiting for Nurkic outside the locker yeah, room. Yeah, it's no, it's fighting season. It's, it's fighting season. And you said this. Yeah, it's fighting season. We're in more the than halfway through this season. They need that All Star break to yep. settle things down. They do all the rest of the All Stars don't have to deal with that bullshit. They get to just chill, no practice, no flights, no whatever. Um, this is always my favorite couple weeks of the season because fighting season. People people are a little aggravated out there. Uh, you're going to see a lot of technical fouls leading up to this, uh, leading up to this all-star break. And hopefully we actually may actually get a little action. Maybe get a, maybe a couple, we're not going to get any action. These players couple, are worth way too much fucking money, dude. Maybe we even said the last time a real punch was thrown was fucking, well, that happened last year. A flalo. Yeah. He missed. It was like the biggest miss, uh, since Shaq missed Brad Miller, but it, that's the other side of it. I, a lot of NBA guys, they don't, they don't know like the, the way to throw hands. You don't you, think so? They throw haymakers. It's like it's big, it's big hooks and stuff. Because especially now, like these guys, I'm not saying they're not tough or that they can't punch you. They're athletes. They're huge dudes. Yes, if they connect, you're gonna fucking go down as an average person like you and me. Oh yeah. But oh, when yeah. it comes to like form, a lot of them don't have don't it. Don't have it. They don't have the straight or the jab like in the eighties, bro. Like dudes would have hands up. Ready to go, and the teammate would be holding him too. If you remember the Dr. J, one. oh yeah, when he got some clean shots into, into Larry, Dr. J had really good form. He did pow pow he did. pow. Kept his yeah, kept his his balance. Yeah, what happened to that shit? Yeah, well, you know what, and, you know maybe maybe these cats all know UFC moves, and they'll just pop an elbow out or uh, or give them the, the sleeper hold, and just <laughs> go put them right. To I'd sleep. like to see one good fight, but they're not. Fu- uh, NBA ain't playing around, dude. You get in a fight, you should you should. It might be a wrap yeah. for the season, dude. Yeah, um, great quote. From Kobe this week, I forgot to say this in the beginning, Uh-oh. but he did an interview yesterday. Ahmad Rashad, was, was it with Ahmad? Yeah, That's what it was. And he was talking. Yeah, yeah. Why you get? Why are you all on this, bro? I thought I was going to surprise you with some. Oh, shit. I recorded it. I couldn't. I didn't watch it yet. Well, but. he was talking about like you know how kids nowadays at twelve are with trainers and like, yeah, and doing all this wild extra shit. And Kobe's like, "Yo, dude, I was just playing basketball, like, I right? Or, or I wasn't playing basketball. Like, I, they or I was Michael, going to school. Yeah, like, Michael Jordan was like, I played baseball. That's what yeah. I was doing. <laughs> you can play <laughs> other sports, guys." <laughs> You know, I and I think that was really important for I, right. Uh, well, that's also funny because Kobe just opened the Mamba mentality uh, workspace right. to specifically train, train people. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. It's a little it's weird a that he. Standard. I mean, it's not. We're not faulting him for taking advantage of a space that he clearly could use. Right. Um, and I'm sure on some level is a tax write off because all that two hundred million dollars he made on uh, he's got to put that money somewhere. Body armor. Uh, body armor deal. He's got to put that. Shout money. out to body armor because we're hydrated with hey, them. They, body they fuck armor. with us big time. So it is what it is. Yeah. But I thought there was a lot of merit between by what he said because there is. You know, you gotta. I mean, at twelve, 
I think people are really forgetting because we're so caught up in social media and we're watching what these 13 and 14 year old kids are doing on mixtapes and all this bullshit, uh, which is great. Mixtapes are great, but you can't forget to love the game, dude. You got to love what you do. Right. And passion is priceless. And the Jordan quote that I use in every interview I've ever done is you love the game early and you learn it late. That's the most important thing about basketball. And that's why I think people like Michael Jordan and Kobe and Kevin Garnett, I think they have that mentality. Mm-hmm. I think some of these kids, like I'm watching, have you seen this kid, Julian Newman? You've seen the, Oh seen yeah. The, yeah. The little, kid, little point little guard. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been in the mixtape social media world forever. Right. And the kid's extremely talented. Right. I feel like we, when he was first out, he was like in seventh grade. Yeah. Or some and shit now like he's that. a senior. He played against uh, LaMelo last right. night. Um, right. And they killed him by 40. And they, I, made, but what I'm saying yeah. is like, I, to me, he doesn't look like he has, he, he has the passion. I think he's more in it to like, let's make a fucking mixtape. I right. want to, I want to go viral. I um, think both LaMelo and him are, are I captive. think LaMelo's way more chill than that. I think. Well, no, but they seem to be only thinking about the highlight. Right. You know, the mixtape. Right. That's where their, that's where their mentality is now in the game. You know, Melo wants to pull up from half court because he knows that'll get 2 million views. On some level, and they beat him by forty last night. And the coach was well. Their team is a fucking. It's it's, it's a ridiculous team. And they don't even have the big, tall, skinny white boy that we were. Well, talking that guy about. he can't even run up and down yet. So they're still training him how to put one foot in front of the other. Uh, Anthony Davis is out for a couple weeks with a with a finger problem that I don't I can't even pronounce. Yeah. Um. So no, it, you know it's a it's a crazy long pronunciation for that injury. I can't even. Say and it. it sounds so tragic when you say all those words about what could possibly be wrong with his index finger. Right. And then like two hours later, it was like, oh, he'll be out for two weeks. Yeah, like, do you think it looks like my finger? He'll be back two weeks. Definitely, probably doesn't. Absolutely look like does it. not look like your finger. That would be a bigger deal. It's gonna be a much, <laughs> much bigger deal. Um, hey, the Saints got fucking robbed. Oh shit! The Saints got robbed. We're gonna jump in. Ro- no, I'm just gonna say we got to say that because they got robbed, bro. I, uh, you know what? I, I am a, I'm a Rams fan. Oh, don't be a fan for a minute. We talk I, about refereeing. I, allow me, allow me to, to work this out because it was a big deal. It's a big deal. I know we're an NBA podcast, but if if you guys haven't heard about this, <laughs> come on, that's come on. Uh, something you should definitely investigate. <laughs> uh, it's de- it's it has to be. We, we talk about refereeing all the time. All I think, the time. I think you just mentioned that. It has to be the worst the worst non-call ever. I, I've ever seen. Ever. In any sport. I can't, I can't remember uh, 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 baseball, basketball, soccer, like the picture all of, of the, the referee is, is, is he's in the frame. Dude. Of the picture of, oh my God, dude. It was blatantly. I, yeah. So. Congratulations to the Rams for advancing. I jumped up when it happened. I I jumped out of the couch like no, and then there was no flag and sat down, I sat back down and said, "Oh, that really I'm just, happened." I'm not going to say anything else. Do you know that? See, the season ticket holders in New Orleans are filing class a action. Yeah. Class action. I love it, yeah. as you should. Yeah, I would be on board with that. I do have one other thing before oh, we go. Okay, about the NBA. This oh, time. okay. Sorry. Uh, shout out to the Rams. Go fucking please beat go the Rams. Patriots. Please beat the Patriots. Yeah. Like. God Tom Brady's the goat, dude. Sorry, it's he's unbelievable. He's goat. But please, fuck. Um, Kenneth Fareed. Oh yeah, is no longer with the Brooklyn Nets. He is now a part of the Houston Rockets, which is, uh, I think, part of the reason why the Rockets had to trade Mello. And this is going to be uh, one of those under the radar moves here. Kenneth Fareed has kind of been, um, especially since he left Denver. Underutilized in Brooklyn, the manimal, 
He's uh, no longer the manimal. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I I do think that he has value for teams like the Rockets. Because you can play him as a small five. And I think he matches up, for instance, in the playoffs, if they have to match up against DeMarcus Cousins or Draymond Green, I think you can have him and P.J. Tucker be your five and four and not lose a whole lot of, uh, of ground there. You know, when Capella has to go out because he can't guard Boogie's three, you bring in Fareed, and he can bang in against Bo- uh, against Boogie and, and against Draymond. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I think this is a really – this shows Daryl Morey is still working. You know, we always talk about really good GMs and really bad GMs. And Daryl Morey is clearly a really good GM. And that pick, I think, as we'll come to see, will significantly pay off in the end for them. Also because it kept the Warriors from from getting Kenneth Furry. Was he looking there too? The Warriors are always looking. They are, dude. And they're and that's what I'm saying. There's another really brilliant GM right. up there. And, and and so when it comes to that move, uh I, I really want to tip the cap see, to the to I want to see Moore. how that pans out because he got a lot of flack for, for signing Mello. And then everybody was like, oh, well, analytics are down down in the dumps. You know what I mean? That's what you get for analytics. Mm-hmm. So making up for it with Fareed, you're right, dude. You're right. And they're obviously going to be in the playoffs. And hopefully, I mean, he's not the same player he once was. No. But but he doesn't have to be. Right. That's the thing. He can, he can play 15 to 18 minutes a game. And you don't need 25 And go hustle right. and become Montrez Harrell for them. They lost Harrell. Right. He's a mini Harrell. And I think that's money. It is money. Great take. Yeah. Shout out to our listeners again. We're getting so many uh, DMs and everybody's flooding my timeline with things that we need to post on the page. And I really appreciate it. There's a few of you that are like working your asses off. We oh, might, I love might that. have to give you a job. We might have to give you a job. Should we give them a t-shirt or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got plenty. Just reach out. I got so many fucking t-shirts to give away. Also, if you're listening to this, uh, $8 for at the Forest Lab for the Kobe 81 shirts. They're getting rid of them for $8. Reach oh out my to God. my boy. Awesome. Yeah, because they're getting bootlegs so much. Oh, my, sure. My boy over sure. there is just getting rid of them. Trying to get offload um, inventory. But yeah, keep screenshotting us. Tell us when you're listening to the episode. Uh, we had a cool thing that happened the other day. Our boy Max, who we're friends with, who lives in Michigan, was at a poker table uh, playing poker with some dudes in Michigan. They were talking hoops, and one of the dudes at the table was like, yo, do you guys, do you guys listen to Clips and Drew? Yeah. How wild is that? Matt, Max is like spits out his drink and says, yeah, that's my homie. Yeah. So from, I, yeah. Shout out to Max. That's shout out crazy. to Michigan. I went to, I went to college with Max uh, and he's just, a, he's, he's a, been supporting the whole time, but dog, look, we were in, we're in Japan. It. We're in Norway. We're in Sweden. We're in, in New York city, San Clemente, Los Angeles. We're at poker tables in Michigan. That's right. And it's all because of you guys. And we really appreciate it. Spread the word subscribe keep taking the screenshots show us what you got we're gonna take you out with something something dope tonight it's about time my boy gets some shine okay it's my boy scarface oh yeah face mop ghetto boys the g code okay it's the follow through with clips and drew we're going later I don't wanna run, run no more, but I know that if I stop, I'll be another nigga headed to heaven, hanging with pop. These motherfuckers look at me like I'm a slanger, making threats to my family, dog. I'm in danger. Who do you call when these agents want you dead? And they hit these penitentiaries and niggas make a pledge, so I dip and up the feds. All my homies stuck out on indictments, caught up on the phone talking prices. 25 to life's the mandatory minimum. My whole community is treated like they're criminals. Fighting pictures, getting motherfuckers hung. Gotta see out on the inside and everybody's song. 
Mothers and fathers separated from their sons. Households are broken, you couldn't hold your tongue. If you're sure, say you're sure, take the case, do your time. You was out here getting money from it, everything was fine. Now you're crying in your jail cell, stressing on the case. And the DA is at a nigga every other day. I can see it in your face, in the middle of your soul. You in question of your manhood, homie. Keep it cold. We don't talk to police, we don't make a peace bond. We don't trust in the judicial system, we shoot guns. We rely on the streets, we do battle in the hood. I was born in the G code, embedded in my blood. We don't talk to police, we don't make a peace bond. We ain't trusted in the judicial system, we shoot guns. We rely on the streets, we do battle in the hood. I was born in the G code, embedded in my blood. See, I be on some street shit, don't talk to police. I won't accept a visit from agents who wanna see if I got shit to say about a nigga case. I'm a motherfucking nigga through and through, I ain't gay. Know a nigga caught a case and he took his 25. Set it out on appeal and gave it back that time. A soldier in his mind and his actions said the same. Told a cracker, tell your mammy, suck his dick and see with James. Ain't no motherfucking gang, we been living this for real. When the government is working, real niggas never squeal. Right here, the truth reveal. Draw you a mouse. Yeah, you rapping, but the homie Lil Pots can't get out. Niggas, they hit the pin, they get charged, they get out. On a rule 35, he informing for the cops. You can hear it in his voice, I listen to the tapes. Now you showing up in court, testifying for the state. We don't talk to police, we don't make a peace bond. We don't trust in the judicial system, we shoot guns. We rely on the streets, we do battle in the hood. I was born in the G code, embedded in my blood. We don't talk to police, we don't make a peace bond. We ain't trusting in the judicial system, we shoot guns. We rely on the streets, we do battle in the hood. I was born in the G code, embedded in my blood. I'm knowing all the scams, all the tricks to the trade. Know a nigga trying to get clean and you get in the way. Know a nigga trying to get green and you stick out the bait. Cause a nigga like a dope fiend can't rehabilitate. Still we stick to the G code, we play it by the rules. We don't fuck around with new niggas cause new niggas is fools. We don't photograph the homies that'll catch a nigga up. On a picture you a victim, bottom line nigga fuck. Only connect the real, staying down with the truth. I got love for you, man. You a real nigga spook. My nigga Spoonie G, I can only name a few. But it's a thousand motherfuckers in the pen bulletproof. So this one here for you, I'ma rip it till I die. Fuck a 5K1, check his PSI. Send his ass to the top. If he says sit at home, he a motherfucking snitch. Snitching niggas need a song. We don't talk to police. We don't make a peace bond. We don't trust in the judicial system. We shoot guns. We rely on the streets. We do battle in the hood. I was born in the G-Code embedded in my blood.